the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. Jennifer here, and you are listening to Simply for Women. And today at this portion of the show, we have a guest, and her name is Adrienne Wilson. Welcome, Adrienne. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm good. Thank you for coming on the show. I know that we have so much to talk about. Trials, tribulations, <laughs> life. Uh, you've been through a lot. You still honor God and love him so much. And I think that'll be a great encouragement to all of us who are listening today. So I don't know where you want to start, but maybe just share the beginning of your story. Yeah, so... um I don't know if it's a pro or a con, but I grew up as a preacher's child. <laughs> oh, um, so some of each. Old PK. <laughs> I know every time I tell someone, well, my daddy was a preacher, they always look at me a little sideways, like, oh, okay, I don't know what, <laughs> what to really think. Um, lots of sacrifices. So, <laughs> lots of sacrifices. Lots of sacrifices. You know, what's very interesting to me is that the average churchgoer doesn't really understand that the preacher's family really does come after um, everybody else, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I can't tell you how many events and birthdays and, you know, it was like a, fa- a reigning family joke that we couldn't take a family trip because somebody was going to die. <laughs> and you'd have to come home so, for a funeral. And I have to come home where mm. my dad couldn't, you know, couldn't come on our family trip. And so mm-hmm. I think with myself and I have two brothers, one older, one younger. Um, you know, all three of us, after my dad stopped preaching and retired, um, we have a totally different father in our mm-hmm. lives. Um, and, you know, I'm glad that he hung his hat up earlier than most um, because it's been really a breath of fresh air to have this father as my father, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, we have lots of funny stories, we, <laughs> and when we get together and tell the funny stories about all the things we used to do, um, basically sabotage, right? <laughs> so, so we would That's write, great. like, little funny things on pieces of paper um, that were really sort of offering. Um, oh, that's and good. And put them in hymnals, and so mm. randomly people might you know, flip through the hymnals and read something that wasn't very kind, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just stuff like that. Um, it's just hilarious. And oh, my dad good. just sits there and shakes his head like, oh, God. Oh, you kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's exactly. so great. Uh, I always tell my boys, I tell them, you know, you don't realize you helped to build this church. You, you, you were part of the sacrifice. You were there through the entire thing. And, and I don't know if, you know, as a PK and, just to say to you, thanks that you did invest in the kingdom of God, even though, you know, it, it's it's not always easy. That's for sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm glad you have yeah, the time with your dad one... now. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. And, you know, he's so much more relaxed as well. Um, oh, I'm not sure. so concerned about what five or 600 people think. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, about 
everything us as you know children um, and our image and things like that um, you know I, I think that's part of the reason why preachers kids get a bad rap because we do kind of um, act out at times because it's like well we feel judged so we might as well give them something to judge you know <laughs> um, but then you know I also saw like the the beauty of being and you know a preachers mm-hmm. kid is that and that most children don't experience is the level of care and empathy for the community and and how our house was the one when you know when people were hungry or were transient needed a place to stay Mm. or you know I saw them coming and I saw my dad filling that gap right so um I feel like it has translated in my life where um you know one of my favorite pastimes is community service Mm. and I'm always looking for a way to give back and um you know it's interesting because my friends who didn't grow up um in the church and you know you have to show them how to have that kind of empathetic heart it doesn't come naturally it comes natural for like yourself and your family and your friends but for people that you don't necessarily know Mm -hmm. um that's not a typical thing you know so do you think that's one of the greatest things that you learned as a pastor's kid would be the compassion piece? Or what do you feel if you had to take away a few positive nuggets, what would those be? Yeah. You know, I think the importance of um, community and meaning like I've always known that I can't do this life alone. You know, like I, I've always known that I have to form my own community. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people live their lives siloed or with a smaller group of um, people, uh, you know, or just their families. Right. And so I've always understood I need, I need people I don't know. I need to, you know, keep meeting new people and um, just spreading my, my wings a little um, to form that type of community. So I think the church definitely taught me that, um, just yeah. to have someone to lean on when you need it or when you need a resource. That is um, so good. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, you know, because some people, quite frankly, just think that, you know, they can, they'll, you know, they can make it on, on their own or with their small little tribe. And um, I find it, you know, I find it cool. Like, for instance, yesterday, a girlfriend of mine uh, reached out on a group text to five or six of us and said, you know, listen, my teenage daughter's really going through it. Does anybody have a uh, you know, therapist that they would you know, mm, have that's good. And, and my one best friend texted back and said, ask A, because she seems to know a lot of resources. <laughs> and yeah. it's just funny to me because that's how they perceive me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do have a wide network on purpose, you know. Oh, well, that's really good. I think we do need, and we need different types of people in our lives. Absolutely. What was we, you know, I know the tough thing would have definitely been you're on family vacation and you have to come home for a funeral. <laughs> I mean, especially for a kid, that's like the last thing on earth you want to do. What, what else, what else was difficult about being in a pastor's family? Yeah, I think it was, it was difficult to see um, my dad treated the way he was by some people. Um, it was difficult for me to understand uh, mm you know, I would hear conversations 
that my parents were having, and probably I wasn't supposed to hear them, or they didn't <laughs> right. know we were over, like we were listening, right? But I figured, I, as I listened, I was learning, oh, that person's not really for us, you know? Um, so that's, they're being fake when they smile and talk to me because they're saying this about my dad or, you mm. know, so they're not really for us. And, and I think for me, um, that was a real challenge, to be honest with you, yeah. um, throughout my life with the organization of church. Um, it's a business. And, you know, I think um, I didn't see that until I was a little older and was able to understand. But I think that um, played a big part in me staying away from the church as an organization for many, many years mm-hmm. um, because I, I, I didn't quite trust it. Yeah, I think we sometimes we think that it's supposed to be perfect and filled with perfect people and it's filled right. with broken, imperfect people and we get hurt along the way. And it's interesting right. because I think about the church and how that is God's a number one design is the church. <laughs> you know, he designed the church. Right. And so, wow. But why is it sometimes it's hard? Well, I always, you know, kind of come back to what my dad and my mom used to always tell us kids is that, hey, listen, um, when, you know, when Jesus comes back to earth, he's not going to be sitting with people that think they have it all figured out. <laughs> like he's going to be with the least, the last, the lost, the lonely. Mm. And so it's our job to also sit with those types of people. And, you know, my dad always told me, don't let 20% of the people ruin it for the 80 you know, oh, there's right. always, and anywhere that you go, you're going to have a group of people that are going to be negative, yep, that yep. are going to try to throw you off your game, you know, and you just can't focus on that small group. Oh, isn't that so true? It, that would fit in any area of society. You, you just, yes. we've got to stop looking at that 20%. It's so tempting though, isn't it? Just to look at the 20% of negativity that's out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to um, to put it in its rightful place. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I feel like it, it because it can feel like it's 80 percent, you know. Yes. Um, and I, you know, I think you have to be cognizant about placing it correctly, especially when you're a kid and, and you're trying to sort well, through it all. Well, you just can't do it when you're a kid. <laughs> that's right. You know, hindsight is 2020, um, obviously, and there's life that's taught you um, many, many lessons. And, and, you know, I, um, I was, I got pregnant before I was married and while my dad was still pastor. Mm -hmm. And so I got to see, you know, really clearly, you know, the group of people that I, that I knew were really for me um, to really love me, support me. Um, And then I, I felt a judgment as well from others, you know, but what I saw was there was a huge group of supporters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I... um, just helping, you know, ce- celebrate the fact that I chose life, you know, and and not putting a judgment on it and just loving. I am so glad you chose life. And I want to unpack that a little bit more tomorrow. So this is Jennifer Jackson. You've been listening to Simply for Women. That's Adrienne Wilson. We're right in the middle. She's a PK in the middle of the story of her life. And it will encourage you. It'll encourage you to keep going and keep growing in your faith. We talked about the ups and downs of of church and all sorts of things. But we're going to continue the conversation tomorrow. So I hope you'll join us. 
You've been listening to Simply for Women. If you want to know more about the show, go to jennifer-jackson.org. That's right, jennifer-jackson.org. There's some freebies there. You've been listening to Simply for Women. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.